Hi, I'm Brittany Pacheco. And I'm Amber Churchwell. And we are the Watchers in the Basement. Welcome back to our channel. So happy to have y'all join us for this incredible penultimate episode for season five of The Handmaid's Tale entitled Allegiance. Amber, what were your thoughts about this episode? Blown away. I was like completely amazed by it. I They're getting better and better. Yes. And I'm so excited for next week and the finale. I mean, ugh, I am like so excited and so interested in all of these characters and how the plot is just advancing and where it's going. I'm so interested in it. And there's a, there's a lot to dissect here. <laughs> yes. And I actually, I think this episode, maybe because it was directed by Bradley Whitford, a.k.a. Joseph Lawrence. Yes. There's something about that and it being the penultimate. Like, I so okay, you know, huge Game of Thrones fans up until season yes. eight because season eight was terrible. But Game of Thrones always had like great episode nines, great penultimate I, episodes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this held up to that status of, of great episode nines in, in a season. Because, like you just said, I mean, there's a lot to unpack, of course. Yeah. But damn. What happened with Serena, and that's not even the conclusion of this episode, of course, but that left me just like, oh my. You know, There was so many. I had, I had my hands over my mouth just in shock most mm -hmm. of the time. Like, I, I, it was riveting. I was so invested in it. And I like... I figured I, I decided that I really like his directing like what yes. when you told me that he directed the episode I was just like well that makes sense because I was about midway you sent me that when I was about midway through the episode and I'm like oh mm. that makes sense now and yeah you can see it it's great it's just and so right. yeah. extremely well done <laughs> there's like... just so much that's happening <laughs> um yeah where where would you Indeed. like to start Let's just start from the very beginning because the way okay. that, you know, we left it off was about the news. Mark Twello and, and his people were, they located Hannah, the wife prep school in Colorado, and they were going to go and get her, right? So, I mean, yeah. this this episode really, it's heavily focused on June, naturally, mm -hmm. but we pick up immediately from where episode eight ended and mm -hmm. We see that June, Luke, and Mark are together. They're they're meeting the commander who's going to kind of head up this this mission, this rescue mission. Yeah. And it's one of these things where you meet someone, and he has a few lines, and he's like, "Yeah, like I, I get where you're coming from. Like I too have a mm -hmm. daughter, and like my goal is to you know bring your daughter along with the thirty other girls that had been kidnapped back home safe. But it's also for me to get home to my daughter. Yeah. And I, immediately I was like, he's going to die. <laughs> oh yeah. It was instantly. It's just like how that, um, the fear with the, the, the child guardian that we saw earlier in the season when mm. like this, I was like, Oh, I like you. I hope nothing yeah. terrible happens to you. And it was the exact same feeling. And yeah. he also that actor that plays that command, he's gorgeous. But oh my god, yes. The, the eyes. Oh wow. The eyes. So 
side note um he's gorgeous and i fell in love with him and um you're right i, I had the same sense of dread i'm like oh he ain't gonna make it and isn't that sad mm -hmm. no because it I wouldn't mean, have given us that little nugget of feeling for him no. if he was gonna be everything was gonna be fine so yeah for sure i mean his demise was looming and the 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 whole encounter of course it you know makes june and luke feel good because this is like it's like a personal mission for this commander but it's not obviously because his daughter's yeah. not directly involved but when mark says okay well i'll be watching the live feed from the command room and june's like oh yeah you know we are too and he's like no 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 no, no. i can't authorize that she's like listen 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 you wouldn't have that information if it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which I mean, again, she did that last episode too, kind of very like demanding of, yeah, I did this for you, did this for me kind of thing. And I get it, but mm -hmm. here it felt a lot more natural before it felt more like a petulant child kind of thing. Here it felt actually very natural. Like I was just like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's the least you can do, Mark. Come on. And well Right, especially when he tries to say, well, like, none of the other family members are going to take part in in watching. And she's like, mm -hmm. well, none of the other family members have done what I've done. Sure. Mic drop. Yeah, which is right, correct. And we don't know how many of those families were in Gilead at all and just escaped. Right. We don't, like, we she, she really went through it. Um, mm -hmm. But... I, I don't know, like the excitement, everyone was so excited and like they were, they started off, I said, like they couldn't sleep at that night. None of them could because they were just so excited, I guess, and anxious about this going well. And they felt fairly conf confident that it was going to work out in their favor. Yeah, which for sure. Very unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, it's it's way too good to be true. And this further my, this furthers my thought about how this season and what I'm assuming will be season six is going to set up for the storyline for the Testaments. So I'm hoping that that's actually going to, you know, come into play in the near future uh, just because yeah. of, like I said, the way things are playing out. However, <laughs> however, during the live feed of this rescue mission, we do see a glimpse inside Hannah's life at this Colorado based wife yes. prep school. I loved it. I loved getting this just this glimpse of what Hannah slash Agnes has to deal with. And because we don't really get that. Mm -hmm. So I, I really liked this. Well, tell us, tell us about what we what we watched. Yeah. Um, we see the the plums in their wife's school and they are getting ready for the night there. They say a good night prayer. Yes, they give a prayer um, led by an aunt and the aunt stays there and I guess watches them like they all sleep very actually it's very similar to the handmaids how they were at the Red Center. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, they have nicer beds with their little like canopies and stuff like that, which was very pretty. But um, it really reminded me of how the handmaids are at the Red Center. Mm -hmm. like the sleeping situation um but all of the plums like i i made they're separated by age or class or who knows how they're separated but mm -hmm. um they uh they all go to sleep and instead of going to sleep it um hannah starts off by saying another prayer mm -hmm. um that she keeps to herself in an in, in internal prayer mm -hmm. and 
she gets out a picture book because uh, in Gilead, you know, women aren't allowed to read. So it's a picture book, vis visuals only. Mm -hmm. And in it, she has hidden a drawing of beautiful flowers. Very good drawing, by the way, mm -hmm. um, that she has done. And she gets out a pencil, making sure she's not being watched several times. Um, and she writes her name as Hannah instead of Agnes. And oh, I love it because it just shows that how similar she is to June. Like she is June's daughter. And by, yeah, it's a small rebellion, but it's a rebellion. And it is a stand towards something because if that's writing, that's writing her name and yeah. the wrong name, it's like there's so many offenses to Gilead's, I guess, belief system that she just does just by that. But she's still willing to do it even though she's a child. Exactly. And and <laughs> you said it just so well with the rebellious act of this. One, she's writing. Two, mm -hmm. she's writing her her before name, mm -hmm. you know. And to me, that also brings into this notion of Hannah really does remember who she is and her life yeah. before Gilead. And by extension, remembers June. And hopefully Luke, obviously she was very little when, when all this went down, but we know she's seen June a couple of times while in Gilead, mm -hmm. uh, once before June gave birth to Nicole. And then once after when June attempted to escape and was brought back and yeah. in order to break June's spirit, to give up the whereabouts of the other handmaids, they brought in Hannah in this, you know, kind of glass casing and Hannah was scared. Hannah was scared to Yes. to see her mother and who knows of course what was fed into her to make her fear her own mother but mm -hmm. the simple small rebellious act of writing and writing her name and and smiling about it yeah. makes me wonder if she still has that desire to see her mother again and be with her family from before yeah, I really, I really think she does. I think I, you have to want, uh, know that she wasn't just a, an item during all of those interactions with June in the past. She was her own person. So she has to, whether she, how much she remembers it in general, mm -hmm. she still remembers it. And she, if she, if she's able to remember her name and able to remember uh, June, then that's just a lot of memories that's going through her. So she remembers those interactions and she might remember what June t had told her like before. And, the, and she, how much of her time since in these seven, eight years has been her thinking about her parents, mm -hmm. thinking about her life before, trying so hard to like cling on to that and remember it. Cause that's what I felt like it was. I feel like this scene was showing that she's so clinging to that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, and uh, it was a little bit of a relief for me because of how frightened she was the most recent time that she saw June. Right. So I was a little relieved by this, but yeah, she has to be clinging on to something. And yeah, whether it's, we don't know to what extent and how far that goes, but she's clinging mm -hmm. to something. Yeah, for sure. And and it's making me think now to other parts of this scene, also the ending of episode eight with Hannah in the garden, 
doing the wife duty of having a hobby of gardening, I guess. But she's looking up at the sky and it's almost like you, you hear the planes flying by, right? And and mm -hmm. you kind of think, oh, wow, the raid's happening at that moment, but it, it wasn't. But she's, you know, looking up at the sky to, I don't know, for whatever reason, we don't know, obviously, we're not inside Hannah's head at this point, but she's also listening as she's praying mm -hmm. in her little tent thing and and really just listening out for what's happening outside yeah. of, of her bubble and just being very cautious. And to me, that's just very June-like. Yeah, and, she's very aware of everything. Mm -hmm, aware of her surroundings and seeing just how much further can she push that that envelope right and i wonder just in in terms of her upbringing even with the mckenzies like does she have those little secret moments to herself like what she's doing mm -hmm. at this at this prep school so it's it, it was a very nice way to see inside hannah's life yeah and for you know her to be around the other little girls however the trio of aircrafts, unfortunately, will not succeed in their mission because once they cross into Gilead borders, they completely lose contact with the command center, just like immediately. So, like sirens, alarms are going off, yeah. and Luke and June are escorted out of the room. And, and afterwards, Mark is going to follow up with them to basically say, okay, hey, first off, Hannah and the other girls, girls are safe. However... The mission was a complete failure. There are no survivors from the aircrafts. And that's devastating. Like, it, that's, it really is. It really is. Gut-wrenching. Because so mm -hmm. the, a, a specialist team of very brave people went to do this. And it's a valiant mission. And mm -hmm. it was, what, uh, what, 30 girls? Yeah, 30 girls that they were from stolen families that they were trying to return. And it's just, it's devastating to see a noble heroic act literally shot down. Like, mm -hmm. it's just, it was heartbreaking. I was, and, and both Luke and June obviously feel terrible too, but then ultimately yeah. we don't, they, they don't get, they don't get Hannah. They don't. And, and the, commander that we met in the beginning of the episode who said, listen, I'm going to bring back your daughter and I'm going to go home to mine. Unfortunately, we'll never get home to his, mm -hmm. his daughter, which was just like, whoa, gut wrench, gut wrenching, just like you said. And, mm -hmm. you know, we, we fast forward to what we can assume is the next day that, and see, and now I'm pretty sure, pretty sure Lawrence was the one who fed that information either solely with the video of Hannah at the school, but maybe by extension, that USB drive that that young Gilead soldier had as well. Not sure. Mm -hmm. I'm just stretching at this point. But Lawrence makes it a I point. I feel to, it, yeah. Yeah, right. But Lawrence makes it a point to call June because remember, she still has the cell phone, you know, one-way call to, to him. Mm -hmm. and, and while he's mad, I guess you could say that she sided with the Americans, he's still like, Hey, New Bethlehem is still open to you if you want to come and move mm -hmm. your family. And she's like, the fuck are you saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, I was a little shocked that he still tried to push that bruise after what just happened. 
Like mm-hmm. I, in the past, we see him be a lot more, I guess, um, well-spoken. So yeah. for him to like read the room guy, come on. <laughs> like, why would you think that she would say yes to new Bethlehem now, just because you blew up three planes in front of her and however many people just died because of because literally because of you and even more so if and probably him being the one that sent the sent that information Mm -hmm. because that was the wrong information so he led them to their to that death so it's like she whether she realizes that it was probably him or not Mm -hmm read the room bitch it's not a good time like it, it was not a good time for him i to mean bring that up. i mean in fairness in fairness he leads off the conversation with hey june listen i did not want this bloodshed i absolutely did not want this to happen but in other news you still can come to new bethlehem <laughs> it's like dude yeah it's awful it's awful how you know but prior to all this he he was far more calculated it was almost more sinister like if you yeah. will and I, I, I worry that I worry, <laughs> I worry that Lawrence is kind of losing, losing a little bit of grip, right? He's yeah starting to become a little careless and not as calculated as prior to, yeah, to, to other events. But, you know, his whole, you know, dangling line here is, Hey, you know, you come to new Bethlehem, you're going to be, you're gonna be neighbors with Nick. <laughs> And and June calls him out on it. She's like, "You think yeah. that you you can dangle Nick in front of me, and I'll do whatever the you know whatever the fuck you want me to do?" Like, no, that's not how this works. Like, this is just just no. And and with Lawrence, like, tell me tell me how you felt about this with Lawrence saying to June, "Hey, before you do come to New Bethlehem, because he's trying to drive that home, right? She's act like actively saying, no, 'No, I'm not doing this.' But he's yeah. like, "Nope, you're gonna do this.'" He saying wants. like we will do it not like or when you do it not right if you do it right yeah. but he says to june hey before you come over here i need you to go public and ally yourself with gilead and basically outright denounce this rescue attempt on america's part that it was like a known failure you, you don't support it tell me what you thought about him saying that to her the sheer audacity. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what did you expect her to say, man? I mean, mm. come on. This is the most rebellious anti-Gilead person on the planet. Yeah. Mo- where, come on, she's fairly the most utmost person against Gilead. And yeah. you want it, and you want her to publicly <laughs> side with Gilead? Like, what did you think was going to happen? And... <laughs> the audacity to be like, when you come here, mm-hmm. hey, before you get here, you got to mm-hmm. do this. Like, yeah, I'm giving you, I'm dangling Nick and I'm dangling Hannah in front of you. I did just, you know, lead to the slaughter of hundreds of people, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. I need you to say that that was all for nothing and that they were wasting their time. Like that. <laughs> yeah. The audacity of this bitch. It's It's like you said read the room bro like this is not the time and place to ever ask that kind of anything from june and 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 she she will refuse obviously and she actually doubles down yeah. on it you know you you finally unleash 
the beast. Yes. Well, more so the beast that is June Osborne. But she finally tells <laughs> He released Offred. Okay, he released Offred. That's fair. You know, because he, he says that, listen, like, I'm still trying to do right by Eleanor. And that's when June just, like, takes the opportunity to sweep the leg, mm -hmm. just strike him where it hurts. And she tells Lawrence, hey, your late wife, Eleanor, hated you. She hated what you became and hated what you did. And mm -hmm. furthermore, Lawrence, I watched your wife die and didn't do anything to stop her. And you can see that moment where Lawrence is just broken. Yeah, it hurt. And I, it hurt to hear and it hurt to watch. And she's not wrong. No. But <laughs> it hurts so bad. And I think you're right. I think that he was sort of losing grip. Um, mm -hmm. uh, things were kind of getting a little out of control, out of his control. And instead of maybe being 10 steps ahead or ahead of everybody, he's like six steps ahead. Like mm -hmm. it's, I feel like he's definitely, um, losing the reins a little bit and as devastating as I was for him to hear, yeah. I think you needed to hear it. Yeah. Like, and, and he, he says it back to her. He's like, I, I knew you had something to do with it. Which it made me think back to the season when Eleanor or the episode when Eleanor died and, and the two of them are at her, her, her gravesite mm -hmm. and not saying anything to one another, but he looks over to June and she's wearing the, you know, the, the wings as they yes, called it. Looks. And she can't see him, but he's looking at her and he, and he has like this real hateful look on his face. It's like, mm -hmm. It didn't hit me until obviously this moment where he said, I knew you had something to do with it. It's like, oh, okay, well, that explains the look, the look mm -hmm. of, I hate this bitch, but I can't prove that she had anything to do with it. Not that he needed to prove anything, right? Mm -hmm. He's a commander. He can say whatever the fuck he wants because a handmaid is his property. Yep. So uh, it, it now like, you know, came full circle. It makes perfect sense at this at this given it moment. just gave him the confirmation for yeah for that closure yeah. i guess yeah well but. the closure for june is that she tells him to f off slams the phone down loses her mind starts ripping up her garden has to be stopped by luke but she's done she's done with lawrence and gilead for sure mm -hmm. yeah he really done messed up <laughs> yeah you know it's like what we say, say here in the south you done fucked up <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you could have fucked up. Yeah, it was a. I mean, there's only he's gotten away with a lot of shit. Like, just go through his track record throughout the entire series ever since he came up in the series. Like, he's gotten away with so much mm -hmm. because he's so good at playing the game. And now we're finally starting to see that, hey, you can't always win and yeah. you that like this is a very vital things and you, because of your actions you you fucked it all up really <laughs> exactly. and it's glorious <laughs> i felt like it was a very when he found out that june had the connect like maybe I guess to give uh, Lawrence the benefit of the doubt, like maybe this was like his latch ditch, like last pitch, 
like scrambled effort to try mm-hmm. and get, pull her back on his side once he found out that her she was involved with the Americans. Right. Because he didn't know that she was really that involved maybe with the Americans. Mm-hmm. And so once he found out that she was, instead of taking his offer, like kind of scrambling to like, no, 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 come back, come back here. Yeah. Like instead of, he didn't have time to plan because there was no time. So right. eh, give me the benefit of that, but still dude, read the room. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty it bad. Was, he needed to hear it, but I mean. Yeah, I mean, she needed, that. she needed to knock him down a couple pegs and, uh, and I think she succeeded in that endeavor, but yeah. As I said, she's she's done with Lawrence. She's done with Gilead. She's ready to fight alongside the Americans. And of course, she goes to our boy, Mark Twello. Mark Twello. <laughs> she's like, "All right, let's go. Like, let's what's what's next? What do we do now? We got to make a new plan. We we got to see, you know, what we can do." And and so, Twello suggests Nick. You know, hey, you need to get in touch with Nick and see if maybe he will reconsider my offer. And she's like, "Well, what offer?" She knew nothing of this offer. And we and we've talked about this before, Amber. Mm-hmm. Where you know Nick has been given an option by Twello to kind of spy for him. It was a very good option too. Like it was, yeah, good deal. Good deal. Yeah, especially deal. considering Nick's new status as as a commander now. Right, mm-hmm. he's got intel. He's got some some pull, if you will. And for June to hear that her second baby daddy. <laughs> refused the offer yeah very much much concerns her makes her question like why the fuck would you not take up that offer like what what do you expect and so naturally i love how they can just like secretly have their little meetings and like no one turns up like no one turns up right not gilead not not the americans to come take away nick no one it's just crazy to me how like yeah this happens <laughs> like just, yeah cool. they they keep getting to have their meetings which are very cute and obviously we would all be devastated if anything got you know ripped yeah. apart or whatever but it is kind of funny that it's like there are people who still haven't seen their families in like 8 years and you guys get to see each other whenever just willy-nilly whenever the fuck you want basically (laughs) also where are they meeting is it still it it, was it that same house that they met once before is it no man's land like how is this happening okay it kind of looked like it yeah it kind of looked similar like it was the same house and um hard to tell without the snow (laughs) i'm assuming that house is in no man's land like it has to be like because i don't think she would just you know saunter up to (laughs) Gilead anytime soon. I don't and um Nick as a commander now especially is not very openly welcome in Canada so I mean I guess in this sense it's to his benefit that he's not such a high up commander that he has a driver he still has to drive himself so it's like cool (laughs) he can do whatever he wants honestly though I'm really surprised at that I fear figure he would have a driver Mm. maybe he just doesn't use them because Maybe. I mean, you you don't have to use your driver because he did other things. He didn't just drive people. He did other when he was a driver for the Waterbirds. He did other things too. He wasn't just the driver. But yeah. that also kind of makes me start thinking about 
maybe drivers aren't as typical as we thought. And the only reason the Waterfords had a driver was because that was an excuse to get an eye in their house. Perhaps. That's that's a good, definitely good way of looking at it. Yeah. So like, that's what kind of when he said that, I was just like, oh. Yeah. Is it is it typical to have a driver and you just don't have don't one? Know. Or I don't, I don't know. Considering too, considering too that his pregnant wife is a daughter of a high commander. So you think that there'd be yeah. a little bit more And she's pregnant. Right. Privilege, that, leverage, whatever you call it. Yeah, because I mean having a wife that has a child who can have children and has a child mm. that that, obvi- that raises your status already in Gilead. Ah. So well, well, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but uh yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work out for everyone. Um <laughs> but so when when June does confront Nick about why he didn't take up the offer, he basically says it's because of my wife. Like she is pregnant, by the way. And she's happy in Gilead. Her father's a high commander, like I already mentioned. And he's also helping Lawrence make Gilead into what they think is a better place. And who is this guy? What, like, I, why I, haven't we met him? This, this grooming bit is now very concerning because I, I, the more and more I think about it, especially with the look ahead, and we will talk about the look ahead at the end of this episode. I'm very concerned about what Nick may do should he stay in Gilead as a commander. I'm I'm genuinely very concerned about I am too. <laughs> his well-being and then even Lawrence's well-being. Like Lawrence is a bad guy. Don't let's not misunderstand. He's the bad guy in all this. He's the architect of Gilead. Yeah, there's a lot of horrible people in this show. So yeah. I mean I mean he's he's trying to do right. He he does try to do right, but for the most part, like he's just yeah. a bad person. But yeah, like I'm I'm very concerned about Lawrence and, and Nick and how their partnership is is going. Non-sexual, by the way. The non-sexual <laughs> grooming. Non-sexual grooming, exactly. What still floors me is that they still like love each other, Nick and June. And and I'm like, wait a minute, you just both openly admitted that you know you both have your own people and you're trying to do right by them and what have you. By the way, shout out to McDorks here in the chat. Love you. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Uh, still haven't watched Handmaid's Tale, but liked her referring to Elizabeth Moss in the Invisible Band. You know, I haven't watched it. I need to check Love it out. Love that movie. Ooh. Great movie. Okay. But you're I into really the scary it. type movie. So, like, that's your jam. Yeah. And I'll give it a go. A, it's a, a, it's a universal monster. So, the Invisible, Man, Invisible Man counts as a he counts as a universal monster. So mm, okay, scary. Okay, mm, it's maybe. not. Scary. We'll see. It's, it's more of a thriller. By your your definition, <laughs> I'm a weenie. Anyway, back to the Handmaid's Tale. Um, right. Like I said, they, Nick and June they still love each other, even though they've got other people. Nick tells June, "Hey, can you tell Nicole I love her? I miss her. I think about her always." And it's just like, oh my god. I know. I was just ouch my heart and when he's like him saying he loves her and she's saying he loves him i'm just it's like (laughs) bawling boogers you know it's just like it's so sweet and i mean they did you're right they did just talk about hey we have two countries two families 
he has a wife and a kid on the way. She already has another kid, but even though she's not with Hannah and yeah. a husband and like, hey, we have our basically two separate lives completely uh, separate from each other. But hey, I still do love you. Yeah. It's well, wrong place, wrong time, wrong lifetime. Yeah, basically. Amber, tell us about the advice that June says to Nick upon their departure. Um, hmm. I mean, well, give me a second to find it because I did not have my page up. <gasps> how dare you? No, she she leaves him with some solid advice about how children look to their fathers. Oh, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> um, I was so caught up in the I love you's that my brain didn't even compute. I was Aww. just a sad little mushy mush. Um, but yeah, so she does make that comment. Um, like you said, uh, she does say... Uh, before he leaves, she calls him and says uh, that children look up to their fathers. Mm -hmm. And it, that does sound very good advice, especially in Gilead, because especially th that he's going to be a father again. <laughs> and he's actually going to be around, mm -hmm. hopefully, for this fa yeah. for this child. like Because this, this is going to be a child of Gilead now. Yeah. And that child is going to grow up looking at him and watching him and following him boy mm -hmm. or girl. It's definitely going to be impacted and his yep. decisions and actions are going to impact that child. So it's yep. definitely something for her to highlight and him to focus on. Exactly. And the idea, especially because Nick hasn't been able to be a father to Nicole, like when, when they were, I say they, but when, when June was kind of giving Nick that ultimatum about like, Hey, this is your one chance to be a dad. This is your one chance yeah. to do right by your child, like make that decision. And it's kind of reiterating that previous statement of children look to their fathers, teach them right, teach them well. And yeah. that's up for interpretation. You know, Nick obviously believes in Gilead. He can believe he believes it can be a better place. Mm -hmm. I am for sure certain that he has, at this present time, has no desire to come over to the dark side that is <laughs> America. And, yeah, I don't uh, think he's going to defect Gilead. I don't think he'll I, defect either. Yeah. He's, he's in deep. <laughs> Literal deepness. And he really doesn't seem to mind it. He seems no. to want it. So, yep. I see it. I like it. I want it. I got it. Sorry. <laughs> Had to have a my area. Now I'm going to hear that every time <laughs> I see him, and I'm just going to be like, mm. I'm going to hear it in your voice too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, I'll make you a, I'll make you playlist. a three, a playlist. <laughs> That's hilarious. A Nick playlist. Oh, gosh. So, fast forward to the end of this episode. The Americans in Little America in Toronto <laughs> are holding a memorial for the fallen soldiers of this unfortunately failed mission attempt. And you can hear and see protesters behind the gathering. And I mean, they've, they're yelling out obscenities. They've got, you know, really uh, awful signs. 
mm-hmm. you know, basically telling the Americans to F off and, you know, go home, that kind of thing. Again, what is home for America people? Just curious. <laughs> and they were, they, you could barely hear the service and because of the memorial service, like in the names being read, you could barely hear because of the shouting. Yeah, and exactly. Like these people are all, like, just went through very, very devastating loss and a lost chance for those who like the that the mission was designed for yeah. to save the girls like in those families so it's just it's such an upsetting moment mm-hmm. and it's just so disrespectful for them to it really to is. do that like i get you're angry and i understand that you're mad but like that is so shows how angry and frustrated they are I mm-hmm. they don't care even about that you mm-hmm. suffered this loss. We're just still going to talk about this. It's it's very classless. I mean, it's it's just really unfortunate, of course, that that's what's happening in yeah. in Toronto. And what makes it even more more hurtful is the commander that we met in the beginning of the episode. His his family is there. His wife and and his daughter, and. Twello calls on the daughter to come up to the memorial, to the podium, if you will. And she begins to recite the Pledge of Allegiance. Now, whether she struggles because she looked at the photo of her dad, you know, makes her emotional, or she struggles because of the protesters behind her, or she struggles for whatever reason, June asks the mother if she could go and help the little girl. And she will recite the Pledge of Allegiance. The little girl follows. And then eventually the gatherers of the the memorial will recite it. But before they can finish the Pledge of Allegiance, shots are fired. I wasn't expecting that. It's like the last words. Yeah. I was not expecting this at all, Amber. Like, like, what did you It hit me in the face. I was... Like, yeah. my heart sped up because I was, for a second, I thought that they did hit the girl. <gasps> and, like, worst, that was an instantaneous thought that came through my head. Worst case scenario, mm-hmm. the little girl got hit. And I was going to be enraged. And I'm still enraged. Like, that is, that is messed up. But do we Stop think it. it was Gilead or do we think it was the Canadians? I think it's the Canadians. Because, again, Americans have been in Canada for quite some time at this point. Yeah, uh, we, but we I heard... was thinking, like, oh, more because of, um, like, Lawrence. I, I can't remember if it was in the um, the thing for next, the, for the finale, or if it was talked about at the end of the episode. But where Lawrence says that she needs to be dealt with, that she's, <laughs> like... I think it was like that those kind that kind of wording and then seeing like the glimpses in that teaser for next week that like of Nick being visibly angry and stuff like that like part of me thinks it might have been Gilead or the um, the Gilead people in Canada it's possible now that you're you're putting it in that light it it could even be Wheeler's people because remember that's how June and Luke got caught in no man's land it wasn't gilead per se it was 
Wheelers people and the he, weird ass Gilead people in Canada like go exactly. to Gilead why are you here just go don't wait for it to come here go but yeah, yeah no it's it's I wonder that too I wonder who could have you know fired those shots and if it's just Canadian protesters or uh, Gilead sympathizers or Gilead itself yeah the, you know there's there's so much unknown and the the powerful image of seeing the bullets pierce the flag and June and the little girl in this particular scene are the only two that are not covering, you know, they're not on the ground, you know, trying to, you know, cover themselves. And June, as I think any decent human being and any mother for that matter, instinctively will go and protect the child. And so she kind of protectively, I call it protectively embraces the child and, and you yes. know, they throw themselves on the ground and, and hopefully neither one of them have been shot. It was a little unclear with that last bullet in my opinion, but I think it was more to show that is where they were standing mm. so that if they didn't hit the ground, they mm -hmm. would have been hit. Yeah. That is how I took those last. Cause there were, there wasn't just like, there was like a six different bullets. Like it was multiple shots. Yeah. It was, and all through the flag and all through the center. And do we know what direction it was coming from? Is it going towards the crowd behind them or is it coming from the angry mob behind them? Like, does that's, that make sense? that's a really good question. I want to say it was coming maybe from behind the flag. That's what I was thinking. And yeah. so is the crowd behind them okay? Like Luke and the mom or? I mean, I think everyone ducked everyone for cover. It? Uh, hopefully, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say the, the direction that the shots were coming from, but I figure it out. <laughs> we're going to go back and rewatch the episode and, and, and look I at am. The, I'm going go look to. at the holes of the, of the flag and be like, I am, I am going to, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to rewatch that last little clip and just be like, pay real close attention to that flag. What direction yeah. do you move? <laughs> exactly. So let's talk about Gilead for a little bit, because although we don't focus a whole heck of a lot inside Gilead, there's a lot that's actually going on in Gilead. Some big yep. major moves, particularly for Commander Lawrence. And we start <laughs> off with, good God, we start off with him and Aunt Lydia at his house. And they've invited the recently widowed Naomi Putnam to have chat. A really awkward Chat for was. that matter. Good so grief. uncomfortable. Um, I think he deserved it at this point, but <laughs> I mean, it was so uncomfortable. He was so uncomfortable. Like, it he just made so it all worse. Yeah, if you could have been like a little bit more chill, it wouldn't yeah. have been so painstakingly uncomfortable. Oh, boy. Um, but Naomi's like, think she's going to die or go to the colony. She is right. She is scared. <laughs> she is. Rightfully I so. mean, I mean, yeah, exactly. Rightfully so. And because we we obviously know what's happening with Serena yeah. being a widow and having a child. Mm -hmm. And so the you know, the idea of maybe that could be Naomi's fate or for her to go to the colonies. It's like, would Gilead take away her child and send her off? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's so much so many unknowns. So I understand her way of thinking entirely. Yeah. But I don't think she at all was expecting an awkward ass 
marriage proposal of so hey it's like hey um you know you 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 need a place i need to elevate my status here in gilead and 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 do gilead i got a gilead you know like gilead's gonna gilead um (laughs) let's help each other out like you you and the kid can move in here and she's like this is a marriage proposal (laughs) It was so weird because he never even like directly said it either. None, none of no. this like, hey, like just be upfront, dude. Say, will you like, hey, this is the reasoning you and I should get married. This is the reasoning. Think about it, Eleanor. What did you, you see in have this to- man? <laughs> Who knows? Honestly. Answer from beyond the grave, please. Yeah, I mean, he used to make like like you know cassette tapes for her and stuff oh, like that so maybe he just that. was like a sweet little nerd this whole time and then just got extremely fucked up along the way mm, that's what happens when you write exocentric books i suppose but yeah that um what happens to men well that's, <laughs> that that too yeah no it's it's like the weirdest proposal of life i don't i don't think anyone is gonna top that like gilead or non-gilead alike and now Naomi's so faced with this, you know, okay, well, like, do I, ha- like, I have a choice, though. Like, I don't have to marry him. I can say no if I don't want to. And, and yeah. Aunt Lydia kind of illustrates, you know, Corinthians, a verse from Corinthians saying Who doesn't that- love Corinthians? <laughs> Especially First Corinthians. Jeez. <laughs> um, I tell you, Bradley Whitford is just, he's just a gem. He is the entire reason I love Lawrence as a character. Like, even though he does such horrible, horrible shit. Yeah. I love him. (laughs) Because of moments like these. Who doesn't love Corinthians? Yeah. Oh, my God. Just shut up, dude. Just the awkwardness of, like, he even offering her tea. And she's like, oh, no, thank you. But please help yourselves if you'd like. And he goes, I don't like tea. (laughs) (laughs) It's just... Their oh, living interactions are going to be so comical to me. Oh, like, they're going to be in separate so... rooms. That, that's without a doubt. Oh, like, of course. No, but I meant like yeah. in the same house. Yeah, that's true. In general, like they're going to have to interact and it's going to be weird. <laughs> well, we're not done talking about them just yet. So. <laughs> so with Naomi having this marriage proposal, right, she has... She makes it known to to Lydia. She's like, this is the man who ordered the execution of my husband. And and Lydia's like, yeah, and he's willing to overlook that. I'm like, Jesus, are you serious? Like, we're being for real. I shouldn't have laughed at it, but I did. Um, I, I, like, that's not the point, Lydia. Like, I, that is... Mm. I fell for Naomi at that because I'm just like, that was not what she meant, Lydia. But the right. fuck? The and alternative. The alternative for her, though, is probably pretty grim if she yeah. doesn't accept the proposal. Yeah, like, you have a choice, but do you? No, not really. Because <laughs> we we don't know what would actually happen. Like, if, you know, if Serena just wasn't a basket case... And um, sorry, shouldn't have said that when you were drinking. You're fine. Um, if Serena wasn't a basket case and absolutely cuckoo chew, how would that have gone? Like after Waterford died, was she just 
would she have been accepted in Gilead? Like, would her, like, she, her and eventually Noah be totally fine? Like, where, or would she, because I'm assuming that she's going to be pressured to, she would have been pressured to marry again, just like the, um, the wheelers are, were pushing right. her to do, and then, um, well, she was, like what's happening to Naomi. She but. was kind of anticipating it when she came back to Gilead and she thought Lawrence was going to be her <laughs> knight in shining armor. And he's like, yeah, do you, do you expect anything from me? She's like, no, whatever made you that? Think was that was so weird, too. This <laughs> man just has like, you Is you can tell that um, that Eleanor took initiative throughout the entire relationship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can yeah, tell because like, this he, man had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Poor thing. And that's probably what drove her nuts. Not trying to be, to be, you know, crass or anything, but like that's probably what did it. Not going to lie. So, like I said, Naomi's left with the decision. And it seems like that decision has been made on a different day. We're back at the Lawrence's house. The commanders and the wives are celebrating Gilead's victory against the Americans. And in attendance are the Blaines, the Mackenzies, some other wife I don't recall seeing before. And of course, I was, I was, I was actually going to ask you if you recognized her because mm -hmm. I, I was like, Who no. And, and, and her comment, because as I said, the, the Blaines are there. So Rose, Nick's pregnant wife is there. And of course the wives are gushing about how she's just glowing and what a blessing to have a, have a baby. And, and then that one unknown wife is like, well, you know, gotta be gotta be careful because you know genetics and like you, know, you walk with cane and like you know i was yeah, like that was... read the room no don't don't talk about that don't talk Just yeah don't talk. shut the fuck up like get out of here <laughs> yeah um it was uncalled for she needs to leave it, very much well she's just mad obviously she's mad that like a wife is pregnant and, yeah and she can't or hasn't but you know, Rose takes it in stride and she's like, well, you know, we'll, we'll leave that in the Lord's hands. Case closed, right? Good answer for Gilead. There you go. And in the other room, because again, this is this is Gilead. The wives meet in one room, the commanders meet in the other room and they're talking about, you know, this is this is a victory that so many other countries have recognized. North Korea, Russia, China, like all these, you know, communists countries and it's like cool those are your allies yeah playing with the you. big boys now oh yeah and i like i liked what lawrence said <laughs> in that moment about about uh any club that that will have me basically and i'm like damn <laughs> like we're just keeping it a hundred at all times it's great yeah get <laughs> It's just great. This household, what what happens in this house that just makes everybody just go off Yo, constantly? If Angela Charlotte, I'm going to call her Angela Charlotte. Yeah. If she's to. got anything like her mother, if she is anything like her mother, and then she's going to grow up with the the oh, realness that, that is that is Lawrence. This is a woman to be reckoned with. Like, don't praise me. This. Like, don't. Don't fuck with this child, okay? Also, she's a redhead, soulless creature. Just kidding. I love my redheads. Um. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a treat. I hadn't even considered Angela Charlotte. You're right. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. It's going to be great. Oh, that's going to be interesting. I'm so excited now. I know. And she's going to start talking and <laughs> yeah, he curses fairly oh, often. Man. Oh, God. Oh, well, her mama does too. So, you know, we good. But, no, um, sure. but after I the talk. I about Naomi. She's not on screen. I gotta forget she exists. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair <laughs> enough. Um, you know, while conversations about their victories and their allies is going on, Commander McKenzie, you know, puts his sights back on June and basically says, she needs to be dealt with. We need to, you know, we need to do something about it. And and Lawrence kind of like, eh, like, you know, we'll we'll consider it. We'll we'll look into it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they go and join the wives, and and Naomi is sitting at the what I consider the head of the room. She's in this armchair and and she kind of has a stare off with with Lawrence. And it's kind of like, I'm not moving. <laughs> and he good, to, awkward, good for her. Right. He <laughs> praise awkwardly <laughs> praise be. He awkwardly places himself next to her like standing of course yeah and so he's on her right and like very abruptly and just awkwardly places his left hand on her shoulder so weird (laughs) which was very unwelcomed let's just be real oh yeah she was not for it no but he's now (laughs) but he's wearing this this wedding band on his finger which i don't remember seeing after Eleanor's death, like, did he continue wearing one or not? Because you have to go back and look. I don't remember. Yeah, because I don't remember right off the top of my head. But either way, like him putting his hand on Naomi to kind of like say, like, you know, we're in this together. You know, this is kind of announcing our engagement without announcing our engagement. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's just yeah. She kind of looks at his hand she, and probably thinks, like, what the fuck have I done? You know, what have mm-hmm. I gotten myself into? And that's gonna be a wild ride for Naomi. Oh, let's be real. Be. I mean, well, also, I thought I kind of took it as him, you know, paying, playing a little bit of a power game with her because she, you're right, she did like, I'm not moving out of this chair. Mm-hmm. And you're right, it was very much the head of the room. That's like the center where mm-hmm. eyes are going naturally gonna look. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not leaving. So he's like, okay, then I'll just do this then. Like, kind of like a. <laughs> I can play the game too. <laughs> like that's how I took it, but Oof. oh, it's going to be so interesting. It it will be considering to as I previously mentioned, Lawrence ordered the execution of Warren Putnam. Yeah, and he was right in there in, next in front of Naomi, right? Mm-hmm. And when Lawrence said to her about she should be rewarded for having dealt with him, and she's just kind of like rewarded like that is probably like the lowest thing that you could have said to me like regardless of okay i'm talking from naomi's perspective regardless of warren's flaws bad choices just bad yeah. human being altogether she obviously loved the man. I mean, that was her husband. You know, no different yeah, than they Serena were with Fred. Gilead too. So Right, right, right. Like, so it's it's quite insulting, you know. It is. To, There's to history have a, there. Yeah. Yeah. To have a man who awkwardly proposes and says, Oh yeah, you're 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 basically better without him. And it's like Do you really get to make that decision though? Really? He's a man in Gilead. Of course he gets well, to see. Well, He's the architect, so why not? Yeah, I guess I, he do whatever the fuck he wants. I, really. I guess so. 
but who doesn't get to do whatever the fuck she wants <laughs> is Serena. You you set me up for these good transitions. I, I did. Love it. I, I love did. it. Thank you. Let's talk about Serena. Oh. I honestly, I expected a little bit more um, focus on her this episode than what we got. I mean, we still got a pretty good chunk, but I was kind of yeah. expecting a little bit more. I don't know about you, but I was, I was personally expecting a little bit more. Well, talk about, you know, how we see her in this episode. Like, you know, when we first pick up on her story. Yeah, we see um, that <laughs> Wheeler. Um, <laughs> I get I get silly um, sometimes. <laughs> uh, for those not watching the live, um, Brittany put in the show notes of Wheeler for Serena. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't remember. I don't remember his name. Is it Ryan? Um, I don't know his name. I'm just going to call her of Wheeler. <laughs> yeah, let's just do that. Um, I think it is Ryan, but um, I don't know. Google it real quick. Um, Go ahead. Walk us through so, Serena. <laughs> yeah, so Serena, we get to see Serena basically taking on the advice that uh, June gave her. Um in the previous episode because she was like they treat me like a handmaid and i they're allowing me quote unquote allowing her to go back to their house and stay in a room a room there she's not living there like she doesn't have free reign it's very clear that she is taking the position of a handmaid and when she arrived last episode they made it very clear all the motherly duties will be taken care of by mrs wheeler not um not Serena. Serena is just there for the feeding. Mm-hmm. That's it. So she is a handmaid at this point. And yeah. she did ask June's opinion of what she should do. And she's trying to make her best efforts to do it. Um, was pretend to be a handmaid. Do all the active duties of being a handmaid and act like it while planning your revenge. So she... Honestly, it was a weak attempt, Serena. Come on. Like, you didn't even last a week um, she she's she's got to learn how to play the game okay she she's been following the rules for so long she's not the rebel like the real yeah. real rebel like june is like she needs to channel channel her inner of of fred it's actually of ryan so it is ryan wheeler so we're gonna we're gonna call her of ryan uh ryan. whenever she she decides to channel that um uh but, but yeah, yeah so they get um they're posing for photos of for to promote for the um Gilead's new fertility center in Canada. Mm-hmm. Again, still messed up that they're there. Just go to Gilead. Um, but Serena, they they're opening up the center again, and mm-hmm. uh, Serena asks Mrs. Wheeler if she can go with Noah, like saying, "Hey, it was my idea in the first place. I was the one who organized all of this. This was like my my project from the get go." And wouldn't I, be. Is- here if it wasn't for me <laughs> yeah wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me and <laughs> that she was like hey this is my idea my project this is why gilead sent me here mm-hmm. um and also like it would be good to, for me and noah to be there to show this is what the fertility center can do right and uh, mrs wheeler's like fuck no <laughs> um i'm not surprised 
no one was surprised. Serena was no. the only one who could possibly be surprised by this. Yeah. Um, and Serena said, and she starts like kind of going off of it about saying like, hey, you need to stop like uh, breastfeeding him and it needs to be from the bottle. Like you need to, um, you need to wean him. Like basically just kind of get the fuck out of my house. Like yeah. I want you gone and I want to take your baby. So yeah, Serena's getting a taste of her own medicine. Mm -hmm. Literally. Very it's much fabulous. so. It's fabulous. Yeah. And and so when and Serena tries to plead her case, you know, just like all the other handmaids in Gilead, of mm -hmm. um, he needs to be held. He needs that connection. He needs, like, it'll just be confusing for him. He needs and, his mom! <laughs> yeah, like, and it would just be confusing for him. And uh, Mrs. Wheeler is just like, oh, he's a smart boy. He'll figure it out. Like, he won't be confused. Well, she and, says, my smart boy. Oh, yeah. And that, it's like, oh. Oh, we're... We're doing that now? Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. No, Ooh. you're fine. Ooh. Um, that went down the wrong throat. Um, <laughs> yeah, so she starts to, like, you know, actually start, like, because Miss Wheeler made her kind of force her, like, hey, you need to start uh, pumping the milk. Mm -hmm. And we're not, we're not doing it. You got to be ready for mm -hmm. it. Like, you, you, this is what's happening now. Yep. Um, so, and later that night, in the dead of night, Mrs. Wheeler later says, um, she, um, Serena goes to, or off Ryan, goes to, <laughs> down to, uh, Mr. Wheeler Ryan's office to, um, butter him up and he even says directly like after she after a couple of comments from her he's like i'm sufficiently buttered up like what do you want can, like, can we start from that first interaction though when she knocks on the door is allowed in and she's like oh i just thought i i could i could speak with you for a moment he goes are you gonna shoot me <laughs> i was like no yeah. given. he's not holding back I appreciate this guy, actually. <laughs> I do. Like, I was not mad about it. I was just kind of like, all right, this dude. And there's a moment, like, later on at the center that I'll talk about that we'll, we'll get. I'll, I'll mention yeah, it when we get there. It. But yeah. I'm kind of down for this guy. Like, I'm like, all right, okay. I'm I'm, I'm intrigued. He can hold his Obviously, own. we don't. Yeah, we don't know enough about you yet. But I'm I'm intrigued. I'm watching you. Um, that cracked me up. Are you going to shoot me? Just, just um, the snarky comments, the sarcasm behind everything he was saying, and like, yeah, and he, he was having he, none of her shit. He this knew what was, he was doing. This was complete opposite of what June did with Fred. You know, June knew Fred was interested and, and corrupt, and corrupt. And he was going to break those rules anyway. And Ryan is just like, nah, bruh. Like, I'm okay. I'm good. Like, why are you here? <laughs> Get out like, of my house. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, and um, I. But she makes her plea, right? Yes, but I do think like Serena is taking June's advice too literally. She's mm. very, very much like she's trying to play the game like how June did. She's not taking in her own unique situation into account. The Wheelers are not like how the Waterfords were. Naomi has a lot of similarities with Serena. 
well, how Serena was, but they are not the same women. And obviously Ryan and Fred are completely different men. So yeah, you're right. Like Fred was clearly interested and she knew, and you knew that. So she could play that card. Ryan don't give a fuck. So <laughs> Brian don't give no fucks. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So <laughs> he said, fuck around and find out. <laughs> yes. So I feel like she's trying to play the game, but she's not taking into account all those factors. But uh, she leaves her case that she thinks that they should go to the um, reopening of the center. And he says he will consider it. And the next morning, um, or I assume it's the next morning because it was the next day, I believe, if I'm remembering right. Um, they, she does get allowed to go, and yeah. Serena puts no one in the car. And when she turns around, um, Mrs. Wheeler's there with a smack in the face. Not once, but twice. I wasn't expecting the second one, but oof, <sighs> oof. I didn't was look like... like she held back either, and um. Talk about no. slapping some sense into Serena. Um. Oh my God! And 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 with the the wife, Lady, I'm gonna call her Lady Wheeler because I don't remember her yeah. first name either. Uh, with her saying, you know, who do you think you are? And Serena replies with, "I'm Mrs. Frederick Waterford," and I'm like, "God, Serena." I feel like maybe the slap like just sent her back to default. I don't know. Probably. Let's just let's just, let's just be real. That. Yeah. It's, it's curious too because again we're we're seeing history repeat itself with Serena trying to be like June to get to to Fred yeah Fred doesn't obviously work out for Serena she she doesn't have that charm or that grit about her and and the fact that Mrs. Wheeler basically says stay away from my husband and you know who do you think you are and she gets her answer she goes well to me you're just a whore and i'm like based on what like how is she a whore yeah she was with her husband she didn't sleep with your husband or anything like that like what the fuck like i need you to take a seat considered whores that's true i it's like i just need you to take a seat back okay yeah but Um, all in all uh mrs wheeler's name is alanis or alanis Alanis. A-L- yeah, Alanis Wheeler. Alanis, yeah. Okay. That doesn't well, roll off the tongue as easy. Fuck like Alanis. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, but now whatever. bonus for Serena, she's going to be joined by Mrs. Wheeler to the opening of the center. Yay! Girls night out! <laughs> Why? Like, Serena, you're you're goofing up, babe. What do you think's going to happen? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's they... pretty bad. And uh, she does get the, I feel like she was actually handling it things well and doing a really good job, you know, talking about, hey, this is what, I mean, obviously we're against Gilead, but she was doing very good for what she was trying to do. That's fair. Like, hey, this is what Gilead did and what it's done that has helped me, who I previously couldn't have children and now I can, obviously. Um, Like, they were trying to do that and it, uh, we get her interrupted by um, Alana Wheeler, whatever. Um, and she is insistent that they go home. Right. Like, bye, bitch. I want you gone. Right, bye. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, she clearly didn't want her there in the first place. 
you know, yeah. her excuse was, oh, to expose Noah and, and, oh, you must be tired. <laughs> yeah. And like, she just yeah. wants her gone. And, yeah. um, strategically. Yeah. Uh, Serena didn't pack a bottle and she's mm -hmm. like, well, I do need to feed him before, before we go. And, um, uh, the, you can see that Lady Wheeler is like piss. Like, yeah. you didn't pack a bottle. Like, I told you we were she's going. Like, like, but she's saying it like through gritted, like a gritted smile. Like, I told you to prepare. Yeah. And, and oh, and the poor, what I assume is a Martha. Mm -hmm. uh, don't know her name, but I love her. She's a sweet person. You yeah. Know, she, like, the glimpse that we got in her this episode, love her. Oh, yeah. Like, for sure. Because she's she, just, she, she's been so funny. kind to Serena. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, even and, uh, is she the same one who, when she got there, said uh -huh. to the house saying, like, he's been waiting for you? Yes. God, that's cute. Love yeah. She's, she's obviously like a very uh, kind person, as we, mm -hmm. I mean, as kind as kind can go in this household. But with, with Mrs. Wheeler chiding Serena about the mm -hmm. bottle, this Martha kind of takes the blame upon herself saying oh, it, it, it was my fault. I should have, I should have prepared. I should have known better and mm -hmm. end of story. But because Serena, I still say strategically, she strategically did not bring a bottle because she knew she yeah. was going to have an opportunity to make a move. And so when she and the Martha go to a, a quiet room so that she can, she can breastfeed Noah you know, Serena asks for some privacy, which the Martha, you know, obliges to. And I think she knew. Oh, I think she knew too. 100%. Without a doubt. There's, a, there's an exit door right behind her. Yeah, it's exactly. not hard to figure it out. Right. And so Serena takes her opportunity. She, she holds on to Noah a little bit tighter, makes a run for it out of the exit doors, which if anyone has ever used an exit door, it will sound an alarm. That. Yeah. I expected gonna... it to be louder. I mean, it was yeah. so loud, but I expected it to be a little bit louder. I did too, but I think for what it was, it worked because then mm -hmm. there's a lot of commotion, you know, going out in the street with Serena trying to flag down a driver to, to mm -hmm. you know, take them away. And and when she finally steps into the road, I got severely nervous about oh, this too. part. Of I course. was like, what the fuck, Serena? Because yeah. two cars have passed by this mm -hmm. point. Third time to third time to charm and it just so happens to be a woman who is behind the steering wheel and and serena steps out in, in front of this car but then quickly like you know turns her back to the car so that at least the baby wouldn't be hit should she get hit but she turns to the driver and says you know please you know please help me save my baby mm -hmm. and and the driver's like she's confused but she's like oh, okay get, get it in yeah and so Serena does. She gets into the back seat with Noah. It looks like maybe she kind of like ducks for cover as well. You know, Noah's yeah, of yeah, course crying at this point. Poor baby. Good thing he's good. he's too young to remember any of this. But yeah, Serena and Noah are whisked away by this unknown, hopefully good Samaritan, with the alarms hopefully. blaring in the background. So, and I mean. Honestly, I was kind of like, I know that that is the natural reaction to turn your back from the car from hitting yeah. the kid. But my thought that was like, what if you did get hit? That's just going to put like, even if it was just like a little bomb, it's called push you and then you're going to face plant on the baby. 
Like maybe, but yeah, I don't know. But it didn't happen. Of course it didn't, it happen, didn't but so that's what, good. So, yeah. but um, there was a moment with uh, Ryan Wheeler and uh, his wife <laughs> earlier that like, there was a second, like during the, um, you know, when she was, like you said, she was like talking through her smile. Like, mm-hmm. why didn't yeah. you do this? He yeah. like glances at her. Like, what the fuck? Like there's a split. He's like, who Mary? Yeah. And I'm kind of, and I, that's what the moment that I was, like saying earlier like that I wanted to touch on because that face to me I'm like I'm watching you dude now like I'm so intrigued because you have to know your wife's bad shit because oh yeah his face was just like kind of amused but also like what the fuck <laughs> like exactly. it was just well, and then he's trying to, you know, smooth over things with his wife obviously by saying, "Yes, you know, you need to go and and then he's also trying to appease Serena at the same time because I think he realizes the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, just the the tension between these two women and you know trying to smooth things over and 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 just kind of play like good good cop if you will and he's looking at his wife like yes I agree she needs to go and then Serena's like you know well I need to breastfeed and whatever and 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 the wife is saying something about make it fast and, he, and ryan goes he's like what i think that's up to noah and he kind of smiles about it because i mean he's right and then he, he looks at his wife he looks at his wife with the smile and then it's like uh. <laughs> just I, it just fades I'm, gone yeah i'm so interested in it and it's oh my gosh it's so hard to be a gilead commander no you have to deal with so so with two crazy women I mean, oh, it's let so me play hard. you a song on the world's smallest violin. <laughs> anyway, like that was what I thought. Like I'm like, dude. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty. But terrible. his face, that, it was the the face of just what the fuck is going on here that yeah. I had to. Yeah, I, I'm I'm intrigued by him. I'm I'm gonna be watching. Yeah, it. I I kind of feel that this is actually how the episode should have ended. I mean, it was very moving, of course, with the memorial to the fallen soldiers. And, and, you know, gunfires and yeah. June protecting the child, you know, because that's kind of always been her MO as a, as a mother, mm-hmm. of course. But I still think it would have been a, an extremely strong ending to if it ended with Serena being, you know, whisk, whisked away with Noah yes. and trying to escape the Wheelers. Who knows what's in store for her? And I say that because when we look ahead to the finale episode, there was nothing to tell us about Serena and Noah. It solely focused on June, mm-hmm. Lawrence, and Nick because, damn, <laughs> damn. I, I'm very concerned about once again Nick's involvement with Lawrence. Now that Lawrence knows the truth about Eleanor and June's hand in it, but not real. Like she didn't actually like kill kill Eleanor she kind of just like let it happen yeah but Eleanor didn't die by her fucking hand but <laughs> she <laughs> nice died <laughs> thank you but um she did uh she, she didn't, didn't stop it. it she she, she it. didn't yeah. call for help yeah so now willful, knowing like not not willful it's I guess mm, willful ignorance no that's not willful Ooh. willful inaction ha there you go willful inaction that's good yeah, so now knowing that with Lawrence, I, you know, obviously 
June is done with Lawrence. Lawrence may be entertaining the idea of actually going after June per Commander McKenzie and per his own personal vendetta, I'd, I'd imagine. So him saying that June needs to be dealt with is like a big shift from Lawrence yeah. trying to extend the olive branch, new Bethlehem. You can, you can see yeah. Hannah, you can be with her. I mean, all bets are off the table, I'm sure at mm -hmm. this point. And with Nick knowing the inner workings of the commanders and obviously his feelings towards June, he tries to say, she's not a target. Like we shouldn't focus on her. Yeah. But then there's then there's this one scene where it looks like Nick not only meets with Mark Tuello, like at the bridge, you know, the, the, the border of Gilead and in Canada. And he's telling Mark that Gilead's basically never going to stop until they get June. But there's a different scene. It cuts away, but there's a different scene where it looks like either Nick is running towards someone or maybe he's being like he's being dragged back. And it's like to me, it looks like he was like rushing at somebody and yeah. they caught him. Like he's just like going at and, him and they stopped right. him. And it's like, but who who is he rushing towards? Is he rushing towards Mark, Lawrence, June? You know, it's because we see her being mm -hmm. followed by a truck, assumingly in Canada. So it's like what we talked about earlier. Is mm -hmm. it Canadian protesters? Is it uh Canadian sympathizers? Or I'm sorry, Gilead sympathizers. Is it Gilead itself? Because then you'll see her with like the, the ox oxygen tube thing in her nostrils mm -hmm. and she's like screaming. Yeah, obviously in pain. Like I, I am stressed. And I know. I had to rewatch like that, the teaser, but um, it looked like Nick was in a house and I can't tell if it's Lawrence's house, but it mm -hmm. looks like it didn't look. So I, I want to lean towards Lawrence, but mm. That's what I want to lean towards. Or maybe it's Mackenzie. Okay. Who knows? Like, because, like, we already know that. Well, Mackenzie's Mackenzie's live in Colorado. Yeah, but he was, they were there last episode. True, but maybe they stopped at Nick's house. Because Nick's house is, oh, like, white yeah. in the inside. It's kind of airy. It's kind of, you know, right. it's bright. Lawrence's is usually pretty dark. Mm -hmm. And it, to me, it looked like it was kind of a white sort no, of you're right. background so maybe it's at his own house and or maybe it's somewhere else maybe maybe it's commander center i don't know it, it, it could be poss numerous possibilities but either way it, heav it heavily focuses like i said on june on nick and on lawrence we don't know anything about serena however we also get to see janine again i and know i was so excited <sighs> to see her again because i i I'm so stressed out for her, though. Oh, my oh God. no. I That little clip of, we obviously figure out what Naomi decided, but that, like, little flash of Lawrence, Naomi, and Naomi looks like, it's a very soft green, it looks like to me, like the wedding dress. Like, it didn't look entirely pure white. It looked, to me, it looked a little, it might have been the lighting. I don't know. I'd have to go but, back and, um, and watch. Yeah, and uh, we saw Janine there too. So she's gonna Janine's... have to be a handmaid again. And and she's, you know, arguing that with assumingly Aunt Lydia. She said, you know, I don't I don't want to be posted. You said I wouldn't be posted. And Lydia says, Well, you you can't be here at the Red Center indefinitely. And so yeah, you're right. We see Janine in the background, she's kind of like cowering, you know, uncomfortable. I mean, 
it's it's cash 22 for her mm -hmm. if she's a handmaid again obviously that that means that she has to potentially perform ceremonies now lawrence as we know never really did do the ceremonies up until he yeah. had june and he was forced to perform mm -hmm. the ceremony having naomi as a wife we don't know what that could mean for him and for the two of them but you know silver lining for janine is she's going to be around her daughter yeah uh, that is a silver lining and what i also was considering is does janine know that emily and june both got out through lawrence like do they know that does she know that because this like i don't i'm probably being way 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 too hopeful for this very dark show but yeah. part of me is like maybe this is her way out but i don't i doubt it i don't know i i feel like maybe she did know about emily but i think she knew that june was able to do angel's flight with the help of help of lawrence because janine was yeah. also there to help escort the kids yes so i mean um, she she knows that much i mean well that and then also we know that she that he doesn't perform the ceremony well we know right. that but right um, but with naomi there that's a risk that's it's a huge risk it's a risk to it's a risk for laura everybody <laughs> everybody it, it's so stressful this is so stressful and i mean I'm ready for it though. I'm ready. I am. I'm, I'm so I'm ready for interested. this finale. And I mean, I'm glad that she gets to be near um, Angela Charlotte, but yeah, what cost? And now all these three very interesting characters are going to be living together. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I wonder if it's going to be like June 2.0, or or if he he Lawrence is going to really mold Janine into or his own image. <laughs> Not literal, you know, but like you you understand what I'm trying to say to, to make Groom her, her not sexually. Yeah, well, one can hope, but make her into like a, a true Gilead believer or citizen, I, if you will. I don't know, but not have a repeat. I also have a consideration of do we think that Lydia, even though they proved that he does participate in the ceremony. Mm -hmm. Do you think she still doesn't believe it? And she's like, hey, yeah. if you have to be reposted again, I'm going to post you here. Because unless it thinking, was by I'm request. Of, yeah, unless it was by request, I'm thinking of from Lydia's point of view, unless it was by request, that she's the one who assigns them. So yeah. Like also, what happened to Esther? <laughs> I don't know. And I'm concerned. But um, I assume she's still being um, held yeah. well, until she has the baby. It's Putnam's baby, though. Gross. Mm. Yeah, what's going to happen then? I don't know. Does that still go to Naomi? So many unknowns. Who knows? But, like, I'm considering that maybe Lydia, if she's the one assigning for it, and if it wasn't by request, if she's like, hey, I've we have seen two rebellious handmaids escape while they were under the the, the uh, I guess care of this man so maybe this is Lydia's way of kind of pushing Janine to be like hey this is a ticket out of here maybe yeah. again probably wishful thinking for this universe but hey I considered it 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. Either way, this episode was incredible. I it didn't rank as high on, on IMDb as I would have liked, but you know, like it's cool, it's fine, it's no big deal. I, I'm just I'm ready for that finale. Cannot wait for it. So excited. I think it's gonna be phenomenal. And I hope also we get to see what happens with Serena and how like she escaped if she stays gone from the wheelers or oh boy what's gonna happen so hopefully yes uh that concludes today's episode on season five the penultimate episode of the handmaid's tale we want to thank everyone who joined us for our live stream we really appreciate you being here shout out to mcdorks we love you appreciate you being here even though you haven't watched the show still love your support as always love, love. Also, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel in case you already haven't done so. We are on the road to 200 subscribers. Last I checked, we're at 138. It's amazing. Let's keep increasing that number. Also, don't forget to like this video. That way it helps out our channel, the algorithm. Other people can check out the Watchers in the Basement. But we also want y'all to check out Amber's YouTube channel. Amber, tell them about all of Amber's wands. Um, All of Amber's Wands is a study of wands and wand lore in the wizarding world of Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts. So I do a historic, cultural, and symbolic meaning of the woods and the magical beasts that the cores come from for wands from characters in the show. And we analyze them and do a character analysis basically of the wand and compare that to its owner and see how that fits. And it's very intriguing and very fun to look at. And a lot of it's speculation, of course, you know, but still very, very fun. And there's a lot of some symbolism that's hidden in there. And it's very fun. For sure. And as someone who doesn't know anything about wands, <laughs> I've learned a lot from Amber. She's got a great channel. Y'all go show her some love. Her information is in the description box down below. I actually am very close to 200 subscribers. I have, um, <gasps> Yay! we have uh, 175 right now. Congrats. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm very yeah. excited. I really hope that we can get to it. Y'all go show Amber some love. Like I said, her information is in the description box down below. Also, don't forget to follow her on Instagram. And speaking of social media, follow Watchers in the Basement on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Simply search at Watchers Basement. Also, use the hashtag Watchers Basement when you want to tag us in articles, memes, talk about the show. If there's something that you want us to review, we would be more than happy to do so. We just concluded House of the Dragon, so be sure to go check that out. Also, you can catch up on all of Handmaid's Tale here through a playlist, and we've got more shows coming up Monday. Justin and I will be reviewing Netflix Enola Holmes. Frank, Frank, George, and Tristan will be reviewing Yellowstone once it premieres. And for those of you who have checked out Gangs of London, which is on AMC, we're also going to come back to talk season two. Amber, are you going to watch Enola Holmes? Yes. That I, really, I grew up with my dad reading me Sherlock Holmes books. So oh. I like any and all adaptions. I love it. Listen, so Enola, I loved Enola. I did so, too. If you watch okay. it over the weekend and you're free, join us on Monday with Justin and myself. That way we can yeah, talk about um, it. If you guys, uh, if it is it starting at the same time that you guys were doing the House of the Dragon ones? Mm, possibly. Well, we'll talk offline about that. That's fine. Yeah, we'll figure that <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. So once again, use hashtag Watchers Basement to uh, tweet at us, you know, tag us in things. We love 
all things, especially memes. But you can also follow our audio podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Thanks to Anchor.fm. Give us a five-star rating. Would really help us out with our channel. And thanks again, everyone who has joined us for today's episode. Amber and I will be... If I can spit this out. Amber and I will be back (laughs) next week to discuss the finale of The Handmaid's Tale. Amber, the honor is all yours. Thank you. Uh, See you guys next week. And uh, bye her fucking hand. Have a good day. Bye her fucking hand.